All right, guys, okay. recording in three, two, one. What's going on, med heads? As promised, we are going to be consistent with our episodes. Yes. Can we get a clap, please? Whoa, whoa. Which one was it again? There. We, oh, we got it the first, first time. time. Look at this. Hey, that's a good way to start off the new year if I ever see Masters, yeah. it's like we haven't been gone. It's like we haven't been gone at all. Well, let's start off with Happy New Year's, everybody. Happy holidays. Hope everybody had a safe, healthy winter, you know? Uh, it's a new year, 2023. A lot of exciting things and a lot of exciting developments this year, but... Let's put our grind hats on and get a lot of stuff done this year, everybody. So, are, heads, we, are we becoming new me's this year? Yeah, we are. Um, we are going to be. I don't know what you just said, but I'm going to say yes. New year, new mm-hmm. me. New year, new me. We're going to call this episode New Year's Resolutions. <laughs> We're going to call it New Us. <laughs> new Us. Okay. So, everybody, I mean, no better time to achieve to everything you aspire to than the new year. So happy new year, everybody. 2023 is going to be a great one. So today we're going to be talking about more stuff uh, regarding the application cycle. We're going to be talking about letter of updates. We're going to be talking about letters of intent, what to do for each, when to send each, what kind of things to include. And we're going to finish off by talking about, um, you know, you got that acceptance, you know, fingers crossed, um, visiting the schools, how to decide which school you want to go to. Mm-hmm. So we're going to just jump right into it. Let's start with letters of update. What are they? Why do you do letters of update? When do you do letters of update? How do you do letters of and update? And how do you do letters of update? So, uh, Ninos, take that off. What, what is a letter of update? Um, so letter of updates, you pretty much are sending them, you know, to the schools that maybe have you haven't heard back from. <clears throat> you applied to all those schools and you haven't heard anything. So, you know... Between now and when you applied, July, August, whenever you applied, I'm sure you've been doing something, whatever that is, either clinical, new clinical experience, new shadowing, whatever that is. You want to, you know, tell them what you've been doing and give them that update. So how have you guys done that? Um, What have you guys included in that? Mm -hmm. And kind of where did you guys start on making that letter? No, I didn't want to go off with it. Yeah, so <clears throat> I actually haven't sent mine out yet, but I'm working on my draft right now. And I basically just uh, kind of made a word soup or whatever it's called. Just I put everything down on the paper of what I wanted to talk about. Um, kind of like when I did my personal statement, I just kind of wrote everything down and then I made it clean after. Um, you basically want to um, try not to talk about anything that you already like covered in your primary and secondary applications in detail. But if there's an update with regard to like whatever, like let's say you have an activity that you talked about in your primaries that you're doing something else in right now, then you can provide that update. Um, so yeah, I basically just uh, anything that was like an add-on to my application. What, just, what is a worthy update? Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I can kind of talk about like, for example, in my in my case, um, I had a publication, a couple publications, and a few abstract uh, conference presentations. Um, I think what's worthy of an update would be like, hey, you started a new role, a new clinical experience, yeah. or hey, you've been keep, you've kept up with your clinical experience, and you had this interesting development that happened. You started research. What's your research in? Hey, you got a publication. That's awesome. Talk about it. You know, um, you got a presentation you're going to give. You started a master's program. You're going to be an EMT. Whatever it is, you start a new job. Things that are, you know, interesting developments or changes that have happened since your initial application, it's worth talking about. Make it super simple, straightforward, and just get straight to the point, you know? Like, 
Um, these med school admissions committees are super, super busy, so they're going to briefly kind of look at what's been going on, and probably you just want to get your point across as, as fast and efficiently as possible. And uh, make sure to be respectful always. Uh, I mean, that goes without being said, but <clears throat> like Rappi said, they're super busy, especially this time of year, so respectfully just chime in, say your two cents, and then thank them for their time because they have a lot to do, um, and yeah, you just want to get in, get out and not drag it on too much, basically. Yeah, um, I can kind of get an example. So I did already send my letters of, of update, sorry, um, to the schools that do accept it. So that's something we'll talk about in a bit of figuring out how to send those out updates and figuring out which schools do accept it because there are schools who do not want letters of update mm-hmm. and you shouldn't send them one um, because it will hurt your, it could hurt your at least admissions yeah. chances, you know? Uh, you only want to send it if the school explicitly says that it's okay, that we accept it, or some schools say don't send it until after your interview. Some say send it until your interview. So we'll, we'll break all that down, but kind of like a brief in a, what I include in my letter of update, you know, you start it off like any other letter, your name, the date of the, you know, whenever you're writing it. I made the subject just simply application update for AMCAS ID and then my AMCAS ID. And then, you know, you start off, you just go dear and then address it to the dean of the medical school admissions and the and the committee, essentially. So that's who you want to address the letter to generally. I, I personally start off with just like simply saying like, you know, thank you for giving me the opportunity to write this letter. Usually um, I kind of uh, go on another brief kind of statement saying that, you know, since my initial application, I've devoted a lot of time to doing X, Y and Z. And then I just go straight to the point. I make like a bullet point list, essentially, where I'm like completed tasks. And then I bullet point like one, two, and three. So I wrote like one journal publication and I just cite it. Two, presenting author at this conference. And then I kind of, I cite that. And then three, book chapter accepted and impressed. And I cite that too. And then I have another kind of line after that saying in progress. So that was the completed ones. And then now it's the in progress ones. And it's like, uh, I sent this many abstracts to this conference and this to this, you know, and that kind of some kind of sense I started a master's program and I'm completing my thesis and then I'm working on another book chapter. So just, just very straight to the points, one, two, three, and then one, two, three, four, five for in progress. I just kind of finish it off by saying <clears throat> like through these projects, I've learned X, Y, and Z. If given the opportunity to interview, you know, like I would be more than happy to, you know, kind of provide additional information or, you know, like I'd be more than happy to participate participate essentially. So that's essentially like how my, I wrote my letters of intent. I don't know if you guys had a different approach personally. Letters of update. Letters of update. Sorry. Um, yeah. So like I said, I'm still not done with mine, but um, the way I'm doing mine is uh, since I have kind of just like a few specific things I want to talk about. Um, and they're like in different lanes, kind of like one activity has to do with this certain thing and another has to do with something completely different. I'm doing it kind of uh, like paragraph wise and just like an actual um, kind of like a little like literally a letter. Um, but I know some schools want them separately. So what I started off doing was just making I mean, again, it's still a work in progress, but I just made my letter how I wanted to sound. And then um, there's a couple of schools that want it like separated out like uh, let's say you have research to talk about talk about research on one PDF and upload that separately. Um, so you just got to keep that in mind. And I think that's why I chose to do like a letter format <clears throat> just so it's easier to break up for those few schools that mm-hmm. do need it. Um, so yeah, I just, uh, but, but like it, it accomplishes the same thing basically, as long as you get what you want to say down on the paper, uh, it, it's just kind of a preference on whether you want to do bullet point or like sentences or whatever. And when do you guys think is the best time to submit those updates? Yeah. Um, me personally, I would 
if you have a very substantial update, I think it's okay, generally speaking, to send it anytime after, mm, I want to say November, December. Like around November, December is an ideal time. If you have like a very early, right after your second primaries or secondaries, you have a big substantial update. I think it's safe to give it like a late November, early December update. That's fine. But even after that is completely okay too. I think any time after December is, is ideal, perfect. As long as you have an update to give, do not just send a letter of update for the sake of sending a letter yeah. of update unless you have something to say. You mm-hmm. know, because it's, it's not going to, it's not necessarily going to guarantee make your application. But if you're, you know, everything that you do send to the admissions committee is going to be reviewed and it will be an impression of who you are essentially. And if you're, you know, just kind of just doing it for the sake of doing it, it's not really going to help you, you know, so. It's just, um, if you have, you know, like a good update that you feel is important and that has affected you, talk about it. And, you know, it shows like, okay, the admissions has seen what you've sent so far. And, you know, unless you put like planned, they yeah. don't really know what's going on right now yeah. in your life that you're doing. So it shows, you know, you're still interested in that school and also shows like yes. you're still committed doing what you're doing and you have a update for them. So it's definitely, if you have something worthy, you definitely want to get it out to them and let them know what you've been doing. Yeah, I 100% agree. I think so. Just speaking on the timeline, I think it's like early December, late November, early December, or any time after that, in the new year, for example, now, January, even early February, I think it's the ideal time to send a letter of update. No, right? Um, yeah, a word of warning, though, for like any future cycles, uh, just be uh, mindful about sending it during like mid-December to mid-January because of the holiday season. A lot of the schools are literally not even in office, so uh, you're, you might be better off sending it like after you know we come back mid-January or even before, like you said, early December. Mm-hmm. Um, so just, yeah, even besides like the new year, any holiday weekend, just be mindful of that, that it's going to be slightly delayed. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, just... Uh, yeah, 100% agree. Um, also, um, sorry to cut you off, Rafi. No, go for it. If you have a, a question, you know, like, my my question is like say I'm I'm an applicant I sent an update in like November December early December is it okay to send another one in January if I have one or another one in February when is it is it look bad upon what do you guys um I personally don't think uh, multiple updates are bad because I've seen a few portals where they allow you to submit multiple letters I I think like usually like they let you do three to five. But again, it just comes down to like, do you personally think that it's a worthy like addition to your entire file? And if you think it's substantial enough, then go ahead. You know, you Mm -hmm. ultimately know uh, what's best for yourself. So it's kind of just like a judgment call you have to make, I think. And there's no like really rule. It's a case by case basis because not everybody has like something they can add multiple times, you know, throughout the application cycle. So that's just something for you to decide, I think. I think that's a great point. And it also does depend on the school. There are some schools that explicitly say you are allowed to send two letters of update. And mm-hmm. there are some that say that don't have a preference. They say you can send letters of update anytime after your initial application. So, like, what, what, what's a good way to, like, uh, narrow that down and actually, like, see, um, you know, what's good for what school? Yeah, that's a, that's definitely something that you have to look into before sending it, as we said before. I think a transition, great, by the way. Yeah, that was an incredible transition, Odaid. Two points for you. <laughs> um, yeah, so what we, what I generally did and what worked for me most of the time was I would just go on the FAQ page for the School of, the school of Medicine, um, just admissions website, essentially. So I would look up that school name, medical school, whatever, 
go to their FAQ, their application FAQ, or their applicant FAQ, and then most of the time, there's going to be a question of, or, do you guys accept letters of update, or are letters of intent allowed, or something along those lines? You click on it, and uh, it'll tell you, yes, letters of update are okay. You can send it any time before your interview. Or yes, do not send a letter of update until your interview. And then you can send it after. Or you'll get, no, we do not accept letters mm-hmm. of update. I found that most schools are okay with letters of update. What differs, though, is kind of like something what Noah was talking about before, is the format that they want you to submit it in sometimes. Most schools that I ha- encounter, at least, you go in your application portal, the same portal they used to fill out the secondaries, and there's usually a file upload spot where you can literally upload a PDF of your letter. But other schools that I've also applied to don't have that, but instead there's a section that's called updates, and you just type in a text box with your updates. Mm-hmm. And some don't even have that, and they just want you to send an email to their admissions committee. But they do generally make it pretty clear what format works for them. Yeah, just uh, I think uh, keeping track of it on that spreadsheet that you most likely have at this point uh, is just the best policy. And um, once you have like all your notes of what school accepts what, you can start checking them off as yeah. you send them out too. So, mm-hmm. if you're ever in doubt, there was a couple schools that it wasn't. I couldn't explicitly find any information about whether or not they accept letters of update. And I just emailed their admissions committee. Yeah. I just emailed their admissions kind of email saying, "Hey." My name is blah, blah, blah. I'm an applicant. This is my ID. I was just reaching out to see if um, letters of update is something that your school accepts. And then they reach out. And I'm like, hi, like super nice, super friendly. Yes, we do accept it. You can upload it here or email it here or the opposite, which is no, we don't accept it. Sorry, but uh, we'll let you know with any updates to your application soon. Or if we request an update, we'll let you know. <coughs> exactly. Worst case, always go to the source and ask them because... Yeah. They'll, they usually respond in like a day or two. Yeah, they're pretty, ti- especially at admissions office, they're pretty timely. Yep. Unless obviously, like Nora said, if they're on Christmas break and New Year break. Mm-hmm. And they're very, uh, generally speaking, they're very nice. Mm-hmm. Very, very nice. So um, <clears throat> do you guys think there's anything else that is important uh, besides update letters that you could probably submit? to the schools so there's a couple things actually um one of the main ones the one i think you're hinting at uh, Mora, is, a, <laughs> is a letter of intent but even you know bef- what you're doing even <laughs> before we get to the letters of intent i've seen personally that there's some schools that with your letter of update they'll ask like hey you can upload your cv for example you can upload a publication you've had a presentation you've had you know or a conference you attended like the, your itinerary that you were there or something you know like there's schools that allow for that mm-hmm. but um so th- those are things are again are gonna be a case-by-case basis and generally speaking the best way to know if they accept that is when you do go on the docking upload sometimes you click like a drop down menu it'll literally say publications like file upload and you can just throw in a publication in there if you have one or whatever the heck miscellaneous cv you know and then you can do that but besides that i think what note i really was hinting at was the letters of intent and me personally when i first started the application cycle i was pretty confused on what the difference is between a letter of update and a letter of intent so um you know do you want to kind of break down what a letter of intent is like what's the purpose of it yeah so i was also confused um what a letter of intent was uh, i think rafi really helped figure that out for me but letter of intent you don't want to just send it out to everyone it's really just made for the place that you want to go to absolutely <clears throat> want to go like this is your one of your top choices you know you will like it it doesn't matter if you got into x y is where you want to go and you sent the letter of intent to only y basically saying if you accept me 
I'm going to come to your school. Mm-hmm. Like simple as that. That's what a letter of intent is as simply put as possible. It's similar in an update that you can put updates in there in a sense, yeah. you know. Um, again, you want to get very straight to the point, right? Like your your typical, you know, type of letter describing maybe some things you've been working on, maybe some things achieved, um, some things you've learned in a sense, why you really want to go to that school. Yeah, talk about you, the school. Yeah. Again, very brief, guys. Letters should not be more than a page. Yeah. Just a page, mm-hmm. one page. Talk about know? what you've liked. Yeah. Talk about, you know, if maybe you interviewed there probably and what why, you really liked from that. Yeah. Why are you a good fit for <clears throat> them yeah. as well? And don't just re-kind of spit out what you wrote on the secondary. Yeah. Like just genuinely tell them why you want to go to their school and why you think you belong there in a sense. And you finish off saying like, I... If you accept me, I will come to your school. Your your one your school is my top choice or one of my top choices. Generally, you send a letter of intent after an interview. Mm-hmm. Again, this is something that you have to check with the website. Some schools do not accept letters of intent, and in fact, if you do, it will hurt your chances potentially. So check the website. See if they accept letters of intent. Generally, they tell you like a couple schools I interviewed at, they email you after the interview saying, hey, you guys can send a letter of intent on this day. Yeah. You know, or you guys can send a letter of intent if you have one or whatever. We accept updates even for um, the letter of intent. Just one thing to add. Uh, I personally don't think necessarily right after your interview is a good time yes, to send. Yeah. You want to wait for like some kind of response for them because like what if on the off chance you get in, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so I think uh, you should reserve it for those schools that you're waitlisted at, and it's like kind of nearing the close of the cycle. Or if you haven't heard back from from, from in a while, a really long time, yeah. yeah. Uh, just like if if anything's up in the air, you want to like clarify it for them. So that's where the letter of intent comes in. Mm-hmm. And you, it's it's like one of your secret weapons, like we'll call it, and uh, you want to you know really be um, mindful of how you're mm-hmm. using it and how many you're sending out because again. You can't be telling every school that, hey, like, you're not <laughs> you're my, you're my number one yeah. choice. Please draft me, yeah, please. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you, you really want to reserve it for that, you know, the, the few schools or, like, that one school that you really want Same. to go to. And I think, uh, yeah, just wait and see what they say first. And if anything is still up in the air, then you can clarify. I 100% agree. And, you know, if you guys ever, whoever's listening, need advice of how to write a letter of update, how to write a letter of intent, or how this whole process works, reach out. We can guide you guys through it. We've been, gotten a lot of help ourselves too, and we wrote quite a few letters of update ourselves. So we're, we have some good experience writing it. We can always help you out with your own if you wish to send one. As in. always, we love getting DMs. So. Yeah, just don't be shy. We we actually answer. We're not yeah. that popular yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, all this talk about what we're doing, you know, to prove ourselves and like during the application cycle, uh, what you can do, what happens when you actually get in. Yeah. So, you know, you sent that letter of update in, they give you an interview, you do the interview, went well, you sent that letter of intent, you get that acceptance, let's say. Whoa, whoa. That's great. <laughs> medster. Student doctor, medster. <laughs> you're, you're well on your way like to becoming a successful medical student. Because you listen to this podcast, <laughs> no, but seriously. So let's say you if have. If you do your put ex- activity medster on your application, I do hear there's a increased <laughs> acceptance rate. I heard that too, man. Yeah. I don't know. That's what the birdies say. But anyways, so you you got that acceptance. You know, in this ideal scenario, right? Great job. Give yourself a pat on the back. That's something to be proud of. How do you choose where to go? Um, I think location is something super important. Uh, you know, when choosing med school. So what's the, what's the easiest way to, you know, figure out the location besides watching YouTube videos and looking at pictures going there. Mm -hmm. And a lot of schools invite you out, uh, for like an accepted students day. So just make sure to take advantage of that. 
and kind of just really see how the atmosphere is and do you picture yourself like living in the city that the school is located in and yeah so just uh, any school that um, you know you get an acceptance for it's nice to kind of just also take that lifestyle aspect into account because you're going to be there for four years you know uh, at least if you you know get your residency into the same school too uh, so yeah just make sure to take advantage of, of those uh, invites to go to the school and uh, I think it's super invaluable personally yeah. 100% agree you know the the culture of the school is very important the people there are very important the, the location as Nora said is extremely important you know and just the the curriculums the lifestyles these are all things that you have to balance you know also once, mm-hmm. just like especially now because a lot of schools they're all interviewing online mostly yeah i would say like majority 90 percent of schools probably 85 percent are online interviews so you definitely get a feel of the vibe kind of of how the school is through their admissions committee the people that interviewed you and also just like the students when you're if they have a student panel for you um but yeah it's a whole different ball game when you actually go see the school I think that's really important, just like Nori said, to actually see what it's like, what that place, you know, what if you've never been to that state or city, mm-hmm. see how you'll like it, explore the city, hopefully, you know, and if there isn't a set visit day or like second look day for your students, um, I'm sure, um, you know, maybe you're in the area somehow, some way, um, or you're just making out there. Uh, contact the admissions and see if they'll like give you a tour but yeah. definitely reach out to them beforehand don't just be like hey uh you know i'm gonna I'm coming be, over here yeah i'm gonna be here tomorrow you guys can hook it up with a little tour <laughs> i mean I- even if they're unavailable to give you a tour you can always just visit no. the campus in the city yeah. and see how you know the what, like kind of think about where would you live potentially zillow like, zillow.com you know. <laughs> <laughs> all that kind of stuff guys so th- that stuff you have to think about it's apartments.com <laughs> apartments.com it's booking. definitely worth talking with students sorry go ahead go ahead booking.com booking. okay. booking. yeah. i know you want <laughs> i know you want to get it out off you your chest you want to live in a hotel <laughs> 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 all right but yeah uh, <laughs> imagine renting a hotel throughout your four years in medical school yeah open up expedia real quick and see what's <laughs> going on you know anyways uh, but yeah uh definitely talk to some students who go there you know they'll be honest with you how their experience is so that's stuff to consider for sure um all right i think we can wrap this one up guys uh mm-hmm. we'll definitely touch on this as we have our own updates to give soon hopefully too yeah. we're halfway through the cycle we have another half to go you know, cycle finishes around March, Aprilish, generally. Like interviews finish March, but even you, some go until April. Yeah, some go up to White Coat, right? Yeah, I mean, not interviews, not interviews but, but like yeah. the decisions. Yeah. decisions. Decisions, yeah. One week before orientation, you yeah. could even get in. It's just crazy. So, all right, guys. I mean, uh, we'll definitely keep you guys updated, and as promised, we're going to stay consistent with our episodes. So, yeah. see you next week. You will see us next week. That's a guarantee. Whether you like it or not. <laughs> and you know, guys, best of luck. Uh, I'm sure there's still a bunch of you guys going through the same thing we are. So best of luck. Hopefully we'll maybe see you next year. All right. Take it easy, Medsters. Toodles. Peace. <laughs>